Let's pick up once again at the beginning of a Chamisha Vashem. We started last night this new Cheshbon, and that is the Cheshbon of the comparison of Ahavas Olam Hazet to Ahavas Olam Abo. Our love for this world and our love for the next world. And as we saw in the Chavazavavis, as he says in the uh, second paragraph, that it's really impossible. It is an impossible feat to be able to both love this world and the next. And the reason that is, is not because we're not talented enough, but rather because that's the way HaKadosh Baruch who set it up, that this world and the next world is like fire and water. And fire and water cannot coexist in one keli, and therefore the love, the true dedication and love and devotion and focus cannot be on both worlds. It's either one or the other. And if we are focused on one world, that means automatically we are not focused entirely on the next world. And that's the way it is in our relationships. He says that they're like two co-wives. When we show favor to one of the wives, you show favor, you show a, an affection or a love for one of them, the other one gets upset. So if he gives this marshal, we have to understand that's the marshal here. The marshal is that if we're going to show a love towards then will be upset. In this case, we're not talking about it's not per se, but in terms of the person, it's the guf and the neshama. So, based on this understanding, we have to, that, that has to be the premise. Before we start working, as we said, to any solutions of how we deal with this and how we make the strike the right balance, this has to be understood by us. Because, especially true, just to mention a very interesting tshuva from Agon Ramesha Feinstein Zetzal. Everybody knows he was the Paisik Hadar in our generation. His word was revered by the greatest Gedolim. Here in Eretz Yisrael, Ramosha, Ramosha, his word was the final word. The greatness of Ramosha is, 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 is almost incomprehensible, his greatness. His tzitkis is... But he writes in a tshuva, very interestingly, he has a tshuva in Yeridea, Chela Gimel, Simon Ayin Aleph. And there he writes an interesting phenomenon. He says, in our country, the country of America. He says, Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given an abundance of blessing. So therefore, because we've been given so much, there's a very big challenge in that. When Hashem gives us so much, there's a tremendous challenge. And that is because we get so involved, and the more we the, the more we have, the more we want, and it becomes a great desire for pleasures of this world. in every which way, and in the, the best, most pleasurable way, says Ramesha good time. That's the way he writes it. That's what people want. People just look for a good time, and that is very damaging, says Ramesha. Extremely damaging, just to be want to have a good time. This is not something new, the truth is Ramesha is just applying it 
to our day and age. But this is the Torah tells us about it, Vayishman Yishurun Vayivat. When we become fattened, when a Kashbohu gives us an abundance, when a Kashbohu makes everything good, then Vayivat, we kick, we rebel, we're not interested in the somewhat spirituality anymore. We want all the good and the fatty stuff. That's always a challenge. This is one reason why in previous generations, you look back in, in the generation before us, or two or three in Europe, in the European yeshivas, they had scarce amount of food. They barely had enough food just to survive. And the amount of learning and the steigen that they did is amazing. It, it surpasses our generation's light years ahead. But it goes hand in hand. They said they didn't have much. So there wasn't even so much to, what are, what are you going to desire? They, 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 they barely got enough food just to survive. And with all that, with all that, they plugged away. And when you don't have a choice to have too much so automatically in our generation, it's much more difficult because we have the chance, certainly we're given the opportunity to have in a great way. And that's what Ramesh is writing about that. So now that we at least appreciate and understand the issue at hand, understand the problem, understand the challenge. The challenge is, once again, that you cannot have these two loves, these two things that will be on our mind, the attitude to what we're living for. And when we, and when we say, try to explain as best we can, it doesn't mean that a person doesn't enjoy himself, a person may enjoy himself, there are times when we're supposed to be, besimcha, and we know the Gemara tells us, Ein simcha elabachilu shtia. The Gemara recently, those who are learning daf yaymi, the Gemara and daf tesin mayit katan. Gemara says that shleim ha-melech, when they made the Chanukah sabay in Hamikdosh, so he had seven days of festivities. And it went up until Sukkot, which means they were eating and drinking every one of those days, even on Yom Kippur. That means Yom Kippur that year, instead of fasting and davening in shul, they were being merry and eating and drinking from the great Simcha of the Beis Majors. The Gemara asks, so just bring Karbonis that day, because you have to bring Karbonis, but don't eat. It's a fast day, it's Yom Kippur, the holiest day, don't eat. So the Gemara says, Ein Simcha Ela You can't expect people to be at the height of Simcha that they just built the Beis Amidosh, the first Beis Amidosh. You can't expect them to be at that height of Simcha if they're going to fast and not be able to eat. So Kodesh Baruch who knows that and he made us like that. You can't expect a person, ah, today is Yom Tif, what are we going to do? We're just going to spend the whole day in Shul Davening. It's not the way it works for people. You need to eat, ain't simchela babas, or ain't simchela bayayin. So we need to do that. But the question is, what's the focus? Is the focus on the yomtiv, or is the focus on the food? Is the focus on getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by putting ourselves in a better mood, by helping our bodies enjoy itself also, so therefore it should follow the neshama to want to then praise Hashem more, learn more, daven more? Or is the neshama being schlepped after the guf, Come on, come on, let's eat enough that we're so tired after eating, we have to just plop into bed, miss our learning, say the miss mincha. That happens when someone has just avas elamazah.
So, now that we know the issue, let's try to address the this problem and come up with a solution. So, Chavis tells us a very clear solution. It's not enough just to think about Olam Haba and the greatness of Olam Haba. That's not enough. What we also need is to first deal with Olam Haza. That's number one. You have to deal with Olam Haza and realize that it's a, it's a bit of a farce. It's a facade. It's, a, it's an illusion that it, the Yetzirah makes it look so much more pleasurable than it really is. So let's start here at the first paragraph again. The 25th Cheshbet. A person contemplates with himself where he is sunken in, so, so totally involved in Avas much more so than Avas So what should he do? Says the Chavis Habavis. The Yishtadel Lahoitzi Avas Number one, he has to first try to eradicate. He has to try to push out the love for Elamazet. Again, not the fact that there are pleasurable times and moments and things in Elamazet, but that craze of Elamazet, that, that soul focus of Elamazet, that we have to try to push out, that that's not always our focus. And like, how could we just live a more pleasurable life and where can we get the latest gadget and the latest thing that will that they're selling that because the truth be told, we're bombarded by this. Almost every advertisement, every billboard is showing how, look, go here and you'll enjoy yourself. Do this and you'll enjoy yourself. Buy this and you will be full of pleasure. That's what the, that's what the advertisements are screaming at us. So this is the first thing we have to put it out of our hearts. Because as if we're still sunken in the Ava for Elam there's no way we're going to put Ava Selam Habo into the right perspective. Okay? And then after that, once we are able to deal with the Elam love, we can deal with Elam love. How do we do that? Says the We have to take an honest look at the end of both worlds. How do how did each of these worlds end? What's gonna be the end? in these two abodes, the abode of what we call this world and the next world. One should try, he should attempt to distance Avasilamaza from his heart and then replace it by Avas. So that's point number one. We have to look at both things. We have to put it into perspective. The Mashkiach mentioned the the Mishnah this Avas the Perikiyavas the beginning of Perikimul. Histakel A person should look into and contemplate three things. Viyatabali de'avera. If you keep these three these three things in mind, 
you won't come to do an Avera. Damei ayin basa, where you came from. Where are you going from? And who are we going to have to give a judgment and an accounting before? So Rebbe Zavavis is saying, the first thing we have to do is put in perspective, where are we now and where are we going to end up? We're going to leave this world. This world is only temporary. I think most of us, we really get a, a little bit of a jolt of this when we hear someone who, who passes away. When you hear someone died, and not only someone who's 90 years old, but certainly someone who's younger, and you realize, what do you have in this world? What, what is this world? What's the end of everything? The end of everything is you don't take anything. The house, the fortune, the collectibles, everything that we've built up and amassed in terms of materialism, all of a sudden a person is ill or a person suddenly passes away, he takes nothing with him. When you, when you think about it, that's what the Mishnah is saying. Where are you going? Where are you going? Is You're not taking baggage with you with all of your material wealth. You're not taking all your money with you. So that gives us a, a perspective. What are, we, what are we sinking ourselves into this world when it's so temporary? Even if a person merits to live 80, 90, 100 years... It's only a hundred years, and that's it, and he takes nothing with him. So everything that he's been building up, it takes nothing with him. So that's the first thing we have to, to uh, contemplate. And the reason is, we have to contemplate more on the, the fact of what Olam is not, is because, truth be told, it's harder to see and put images in our mind of what Olam Haba is. Because that's one thing that no one has ever seen. The Navi Yeshaya tells us already, No eye has merited seeing Olam Abba save HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu has, knows what Olam Abba is like. We are not privy to that. And because of that, we could try to use imagery to get a perspective of it. We could try to use our imagination. But the first approach in terms of trying to balance out and not have the Ava Salem Hazer and try to have Ava Salem Abba is first is put this work in perspective because this is the here and now and this we see. And this we could, we could know from logical, from a logical standpoint. Think of any pleasure that a person has. It could be the most delicious meal. It could be the most expensive, luxurious vacation. But when it's over, it's over. And there's no lasting effect. Any meal a person has, there's nothing, there's no lingering effect of that pleasure. The only lingering effects could be heartache, stomach ache. That's, that could be the effect. But the pleasure is only momentarily. So if a person is living for that, you're saying, what are you living for? You're living for something that just for a temporary pleasure... You're living for, oh, I'm going to go on this dream vacation. See you on the dream vacation for three days, for three weeks. But it's over, it's over. What do you have from it? Yeah, you have some pictures to remind you of the, the good time that you had. But if a person is just living for that, that's what he lives for. And many, many people, unfortunately, in this world, because they're so unsatisfied with their job, their profession, they just work in order to go on vacation. That's not what Hashem wanted. Hashem wanted us to enjoy even the work that we do. Don't have to do too much of it. 
but whatever we do of it, we should enjoy it. So that's the first idea. We have to get the Olam into perspective, realize where we're coming from, where we're going to, and with that, we're able to already lower down our expectations for Olam Without that, we're never going to get to the second step, which is start working on Avas Olam So number one is, let's put into perspective, what is Olam all about? In Amit Hashem, tomorrow night, we'll discuss a little further this point. Agutenacht.